Ewadunizakta and the First Nations Regional Adult Education Center in Kanawage have teamed up for a new carpentry program later this month. In this episode of the Yuriwaze Front Page Podcast, we talk to Dewadunizakta Workforce Development Coordinator Karina Phillips, FNRAEC Director Karina Deer, and instructor Dave McCumber to find out what students will learn during the course, how to register, and future employment opportunities. Eagle's Nest Convenience and LaFleur's Restaurant, located on Route 207. Eagle's Nest, open daily from 8 to 11. Pick up something fresh from their deli counter. Open 8 to 6 on weekdays and 10 to 5 on Saturdays. And while you're out, grab some takeout or call in for delivery at LaFleur's Restaurant. Open 11 to 7 from Sunday to Wednesday and 11 to 8 from Thursday to Saturday. All your needs in one convenient location. Hey everyone, my name is Jordan Standup. I am the assistant editor here at Yuriuze, and today I am joined by a few special guests to talk about a new exciting carpentry program that's going to be coming to the community next month. So I'm going to look over to my left here and ask you to please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Karina Deer. I'm the director of First Nations Regional Adult Education Center. Yeah, hi, Dave McCumber. I'm going to be the instructor at the uh, new carpentry program. Hi everyone, I'm Karina Phillips. I'm the workforce development coordinator at Dewaduni Sakta. Okay, excellent. So I guess I'm going to turn my attention to anybody who's able to help me out to find out how this, essentially how this all began. Where did we start building this program, if you will? Yeah, sure. So this kind of started um, while it's in partnership with the First Nations Regional Adult Education Center and Dewaduni Zakta. So it kind of stemmed from some meetings with the labor office and there was a business survey that went out to all of the businesses and the construction industry. And what came back from that were some common themes. We were asking, how are you doing like during COVID? What are some of the things you might need? How can we help you? So this is kind of how it all stemmed. Some common themes that came up were that these contractors need some workers and they need some workers with experience and some skill. So some um, oftentimes they were hiring new employees, but they were having to train them on the job at the same time. So this is where the program, we partnered up with the RAC and here we are. Okay, and I know that uh, for the uh, First Nations Regional Adult Education Center, this isn't, uh, I mean, maybe the program itself is new, but the center is always holding new workshops and different things like that. So you guys must have jumped at the opportunity to host something like this when it became uh, available. Yeah, definitely. We decided to try to put something together. Actually, years ago, I worked with Dave at KSS and he was doing the carpentry program there. And I remember he was not very pleased that... You know, it was being canceled, but I didn't realize the long-term effect it was going to have until I I spoke with one of the contractors here in town and he talked about the gap of non-skilled labor in the community. So yes, we jumped on this right away to try to try to fill the void. And as far as I know, there's no other uh, carpentry specific program in the community that's taking place right now, correct? Correct. Okay. So this is uh, scheduled to begin uh, when exactly? So we're looking to start uh, the program on November 22nd. Our registration deadline through the RAC will be on November 9th. And it will be a 25-week program. It's approximately 900 hours. So the idea of it will be that they'll be in the class learning with Dave and then on the job training. So in the classroom two days a week and then rotating on the job of our contractors who are participating for the other three days. Okay. And uh, how many contractors do you have participating right now? So right now in our core group, the ones who are available to plan with us and really wanted to jump on this right away, we have five participating. And uh, as far as registration, is there a limit on how many people you guys can accept for this program? I would feel comfortable working with 10 people. 
if it gets too much bigger than that, it's going to be difficult to spend a lot of time with individuals and uh, focus attention on what skills are required per job, let's say, for because different contractors are going to be in different stages of their building process. And it's going to be really not fair to students to just be sitting there and wondering rather than having a little bit more close attention, I guess. So that was something I was actually curious about. Are you targeting people who might already have some experience in the field or is it still open to people who maybe never swung a hammer in their life? It's both. If you're currently an employee and you feel like you could have some upgrading or some refresher or just need to learn some more basic skills, you're welcome to join this program. And it's also for people who are brand new and have an interest in carpentry and want to learn from the start. So the goal, what are these students what are you hoping that they're going to learn by the end of this program? Could we get into the, the meat and potatoes of some of the things that they'll physically be doing and learning? Well, they're going to be learning the basics, um, how to read a tape measure, how to identify framing members, how to maybe how to read blueprints, plumbing walls, uh, operating machinery, chop saws, circular saws, drills, stacking uh, drills, how to build floors, you know, basically how to build what goes into a home and having enough, I guess, confidence in themselves to go onto a job with some knowledge and some skills so that if a contractor would say, well, I need this X amount of pieces of studs at a certain length, they don't have to go there and show them how to just be able to do it. And hopefully to build confidence in themselves to be able to actually do that. Right. And now I know that this is something you were talking about earlier that the, you know, the community was was surveyed or gauged on different things like that. So why is it so important for Dewadunizakta to foster and encourage programs like this? Well, specifically, the construction industry here is huge for our community, and that's huge for our economic development. So this is why it's such a huge part that we're trying to kind of revive this industry. And the contractors that were surveyed, most, well, a lot were struggling at the time to find workers. And it's really important because you know, we're trying to build a community, right? Right. And I know that it's going to be hosted at the uh, First Nations Regional Adult Education Center campus. I'm just wondering exactly what portion of the campus uh, this work, because I know that there's a, a 3D modeling program that's taking place uh, as we speak. So I'm just wondering um, what area of the campus is going to be used for this project. It's going to probably be shared. We have a garage section and we have the Fab Lab in the, another section. So Fab Lab is ending this week. So they'll be finished on Friday, long before this carpentry begins. So if that's available, we're going to have it held there. And if someone's interested in signing up, uh, what are some of the, uh, the requirements? Uh, are they uh, required to bring maybe some of their own tools, some small tools and different things like that? I guess if they have their own tools that they're used to working with. Uh, I've been informed that they're going to be um, supplied with a belt full of tools that they need on the job. If they don't have any hard hats, earring protection. So, yeah, they don't really need to have anything. If they don't, they don't need to worry about that. Things will be supplied for them. Okay, and outside of that, is there anything um, in terms of a, a high school diploma that they might need or anything like that? Well, we would always encourage you to have a high school diploma and to finish your schooling. If you don't, you can still register. The minimum age requirement is 16 years old. Aside from, you know, seeking employment, uh, I was just hoping, Dave, you know, somebody that's been involved with carpentry as long as you have, what are some of the, uh, the benefits of, of having all of this knowledge? Oh, geez. It's endless. I mean... I often told my students at school that if this job ever ended or they decided they wanted to get rid of me, I can just dust my tools off and go right back to work. You know, build a porch, do a small rental, build a house, anything that has to do with building. Or they, repairs. Or, yeah, they're, they're just going to have that knowledge base, a skill base 
at their disposal. And then if they want to, if any individual would want to further that and say, maybe somebody would really like electrical component and they, they, they start to take a keen interest in that, then there's programs out there where they can go and get their cards and become journeymen in that field. You know, having just basic skills is, is kind of opening doors for everything else because people might want to move. People are going to be always, always, always needing people with these kinds of skills to build and repair all the time, whether it's a shed, a porch, a doghouse, chicken coops these days, anything. And having that knowledge is, is really, really helpful. And we discussed uh, some of the uh, registration requirements a little bit earlier, but what is the actual uh, sign up and registration process like? Okay, so right, you would sign up through the First Nations Regional Adult Education Centre. You can email jdeer at fnraec.com. You can visit their website at www.fnraec.com. Or you can call 450-635-6352 to speak with them. Um, once you register, you're directed to come meet with a workforce development counselor from DEWA. And they'll begin the financial allowance process and continue the counseling process with you. I know that all this information being put out is very, very fresh and very new. But have you heard any feedback from community members as of yet who are possibly interested in taking part? Not as of yet, but I've been speaking to many of our contractors who um, we're involved with, and they're all really excited to start, and they're excited to get hopefully some more skilled workers in the community, have a bigger pool of people to choose from when they do need work. And we were talking also about carpentry no longer being offered at the survival school the way it was before, and just talking about how important a program like this is. And at the time being, is it only scheduled to happen this year? Well, we're hoping that this program is a success and that we have a lot of interest. If there is, we would like to do more cohorts after this to have a bigger pool of skilled labor of workers. So we'll have to see how it goes, but we would like to run another program. So I guess that would be yeah, dependent on uh, whether or not you, you're able to fill the class and, and the needs right. of the community. And this is the first time that we're doing this here in the community this way. So we're hoping for, you know, we're hoping for a lot of participation, but we'll have to see. And Dave, what are you looking uh, most forward to about this process of working with these uh, eager community members who want to learn the trade? Well, I've had some time to think about that. And I guess it's kind of paying things forward. I mean, I had the opportunity to work with a lot of really skilled and smart people who taught me how to do this trade. Ralph and Bonnie Alfred, all the whole entire crew at the uh, Cognawaga Construction Crew, the people I've worked with just showed me so much and I wouldn't have been able to do it without them. So being able to pass this on forward, move it forward is a, is a real exciting thing to do. One of the things though, I think that people need to know, especially if they're new, it is a bit intimidating at first, but I found that when you do this kind of work, you leave a trail and the contractors are going to know what kind of person you are and they're going to maybe want to hire you full time. Maybe not. It, it, it all depends on the kind of work ethic that a person has and they put into their own learning. I can show them things, but I can't do it for them. And neither can their bosses when they're on the job. So what, they're, what people are going to put into this program and then actually do on the job is going to be up to them. And, and you've been, uh, like I said, you've been teaching carpentry in the community for almost as long as uh, anyone can, can remember. So it's got to be gratifying for you to see there's got to be students that you taught either at the high school level or, or even afterward that are still in the trade today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I got stopped in the, in the parking lot at the bank the other day or post office, and they were asking me, Dave, you know, anybody who wants to work? And for a second there, a brief second, I said, maybe I'll dust off my tools and go back to work. I snapped out of that one quick, though. That was, <laughs> I don't want to work in the winter like that anymore. But yeah, I remember a student we had in, was coming out of grade eight. 
and he wasn't very academically inclined. He was having a really, really hard time. And the teachers were also having a hard time with him and they didn't really want to have him around in the class. So we took him in the carpentry shop back then and we got him hooked up with a work study and he worked all summer for a local contractor. And when he came back to school, he had a new reason for coming there. And he went through the program, he graduated from survival school, and now he's making a great living in that field. And we've had so many people who've had those kind of successes. And right now, with the lull that we've had in, in this community in, in regards to teaching this trade like that, it will be pretty exciting to, to uh, see that come back alive again. Yeah. And a lot of people have used the uh, the pandemic to sort of reflect on their their employment and different things like that. So maybe there are some people who are just ready to try out a new field. You know, maybe they've been working, uh, doing something else for so long, and now they're ready to get their hands dirty, so to speak. I was just wondering if there's uh, any funding opportunities available to the students who are planning to participate, and if you could maybe explain a little bit more about that. Right. So once you register with the RAC, you're directed to speak with the Workforce Development Counselor and they'll set you up for the funding process. That would include um, like a student allowance, kind of similar to how our other programs work. Okay. And from uh, the FNRAEC side, uh, is there any other information that you would like to share about the program? I'd just like to say that after this program is completed, after the 25 weeks, they will receive a certification from us of all of the competencies that they've acquired. And from that, if they wanted to pursue by going into Ormstown, they could be assessed at Ormstown, and it's called a RAC. It's a recognition of acquired competencies. So if they are missing some competencies, they will be given the opportunity to learn them at that, at that time. Yeah, if somebody goes apply for a RAC, um, they're, they're going to ask them questions. Can you build a floor? Can you build stairs? Can you frame a, a put moldings around a door? And if they say, yeah, they're going to give them a, a quick test. And if they can do it, they'll pass their module. But if it comes to something like maybe uh, forms where they have no experience or very limited, they might have to take that course right through. So they wouldn't have to do the whole program. And the DEP that they would get at the end of a course like that would allow them to get a journeyman's card and go work anywhere. So now that we've, we've essentially covered the, the bases about this program and everything that people can expect from it, was there anything else that uh, you might want to add as part of the, uh, the campaign to recruit some new students? We're really encouraging new people to come in as much as possible so that we create more workers in the community. That's basically the whole premise. And maybe if this program isn't specifically for some people, they can still call either the center or Dewadunizakta and ask to speak to somebody about some of the other uh, opportunities that are available. That's right. So with that being said, was there anything else that you guys wanted to uh, to add just to drive home the, the program? I think, um, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Karina, but there's no testing here. I'm going to have to learn how to do a new evaluation in terms of just how they're progressing in their skills rather than giving them tests to show me. So it'll be all hands-on tactile. And so that's going to be something that I'm going to have to adjust to. But students coming into this know that you don't have to study and write tests. It's going to be just doing and uh, taking those skills to the job. And that's the goal. So that's, that's going to be fun just I, to just teach the skill and work with people to have them grasp it as best they can. And I just wanted to add to that, that because this is a semi-skills program, there is a component in there for, for learning a language. So we will be also offering Ganyakeha uh, language in there just to give basic uh, terminology on to be able to identify maybe uh, the tools and stuff. 
in the, in the language as well. Yeah, another thing is um, for all you folks out there who might be considering this, there's a lot of math. It's not crazy math, but there you're always working with numbers. Mathematics never goes away. Numbers are always running through your head. So if you have a little phobia about math, don't be afraid because it's not as bad as it might seem. Well, I want to thank every one of you guys for coming in today and joining us. I'm looking forward to seeing this uh, program get off the ground and I'd love to see it continue into the future. So thanks again for coming in today, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to your DWZ's front page. Stay up to date with all your DWZ podcasts, including The Lead, Profiles, The Cycle, and Front Page by following the DWZ podcast channel on Apple, Spotify, and Google. This project has been made possible by the Community Media Strategic Support Fund, which is offered jointly by Official Language Minority Community Media Consortium and the Government of Canada. views and opinions of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of your DWSA and its employees.